Sometimes you feel sorry and then almost very, very quickly you feel good for the person because then they know what to do next. Okay, they don't have to wonder anymore. Uh, they can, you know, actually find the motivation and the courage to decide today. Hello everyone, Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh and welcome to another episode of the Mizi Wahid Podcast. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you for tuning in and for subscribing. If you have not subscribed, please do so. Click on the follow button on Spotify to get the latest updates whenever a new episode comes out. Also, you can also follow us on social media, Mizi Wahid Podcast, uh, for specific updates regarding the podcast. All right, and um, today's episode is brought to you by House of Telekong. House of Telekong has been around since 2014 and they pride themselves in providing the most comfortable and high-quality Telekong for Muslimah. And they believe that all women should be able to wear something comfortable and nice during prayer. So check them out. They are on Instagram. Their name is H-O-U-Z-E, House of Telekong. They have a variety for women as well as children. So your little daughters also have something to wear and perhaps to match with mummies. What's amazing is that they have a 100% return policy. If it does not fit you, if there are some issues with it, with the material, you can just return it back to them for a free exchange or you could even get a refund. All right, so that's really cool about them. They have that promise. So there's nothing to lose. Head on over, drop them a DM today and ask how you can order your next set. All right, so without further ado, let's begin today's episode. Alright, so for today's episode, what I will be discussing is the topic of um, what it's like to be sitting um, at the other end looking at a man and woman, husband and wife, who come to me seeking counsel, seeking advice for their troubled marriage. This has happened a few times and once again, I make the disclaimer that I'm actually not a qualified counsellor. However, there have been so many people who do come to me for advice. There are many who have come to me over the last 10 years. And, you know, I would always ask them, have you gone for counseling yet? You know, I'd rather be the second, third, fourth, fifth option. Like, they've tried everything and it doesn't work and then they come to me. I'd rather be the last resort, to be honest, um, because I do not have the qualification and therefore I would not want to um, make the claim that you know, I, I can do a better job, which obviously that's not the case. Sometimes things just don't work out because it's not time, because they're not ready yet, because they, they're not looking at things from a certain perspective yet as a couple. Okay, maybe, you know, at a time they were a bit stubborn. They were still angry. And by the time they reach me, maybe the both of them, you know, have reached a point where they're tired and they just want to figure out what to do next. Okay whether to stay or to leave. And so I'm going to share what are some of my experiences based on my observations when these couples come to me, before they come to me, when they're checking in with me and briefly explaining to me what their issues are. Uh, so, you know, one of the goals of doing this is hopefully to um, help those who are thinking about going for counselling those who are considering it, but have been putting it off because they don't know what to expect 
and they 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 fear that things might actually end up worse. And so, what I want to do here today is to share. Okay, so so there are some interesting observations, but there are also some important points to highlight uh, in these sessions, which may help you also decide whatever that's best for you and your marriage to take on at this juncture. So first of all, I I receive messages on a daily basis. I get messages on marriage. I think seventy percent of my messages are relating to marriage-related problems. So these are men and women who come to me and tell me that their marriage is troubled because of an affair, because um, he's fallen out of love, because she is being abused, because his mother is too involved, because her parents did some kind of black magic on him, because they can't have a child, because... Their jobs are getting in the way and they don't find the romance anymore, the love anymore. It's disappearing, it's fading away. So there are many reasons and I get messages uh, every day. And so through my experiences, when, when couples come to me and they sit in front of me and they tell me their problems, here are some of the things that I notice and, and I, want, I want to share. Okay, So you know, the patterns are pretty interesting because one of the things that I see is the moment somebody walks into the room the count for the counseling session right the moment they walk into the room i notice a few things i notice how they walk into the room sometimes this tells a lot about what the person has been holding in sometimes the way the moment they sit and how they're seated that also tells a lot sometimes it is uh, the way they completely avoid any form of eye contact, that is another thing that I do notice. So what all of this tells me is that the weight of the conflict that they are dealing with, battling with within their marriage or within themselves, have been something that they've been keeping for a long time. Okay, uh, And they're struggling to reveal it to someone, they're struggling to talk to someone about it, to reach out for help. But it seems like they have tried everything they could within their own um, resources and abilities. But unfortunately, nothing's working. And so they decided that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and ask for help. Some of them, they've, like I said, they've asked for help from others before this and still nothing has worked. There is a tinge of despair in their facial expressions, their body language. There is a tinge of despair in their voice when they start speaking and when they start talking about it. So so that's one thing that I notice almost immediately sometimes. Of course, there are some couples who are really good at covering all of that up. They don't show any of it. They come in, they, they both look fine. Uh, they only start to show more emotion when they start talking. But let, let me, you know, perhaps rewind a little bit. Normally when a couple wants to go for counselling, to me, it is already a very good sign. People only go for counselling because they actually want some answers. They want a solution. They want to resolve the problems that have been, they've been facing. So that's a positive sign because there are a lot of times when 
uh, a lady would message me and say, Ustaz, um, where can I go for counselling? And I would tell them, you can go here, you can go there. And then they say, but Ustaz, my husband doesn't want to go. And this is very common, right? So one party does not want to go. They are disinterested. And this could be that they no longer want to save the marriage. But sometimes that's not the case. I notice that sometimes they just don't want to go because they don't think going will help. They believe, some, some partners believe that they can fix it on their own. They don't need external intervention. They just need to sit down and, and talk about it properly. And sometimes they, they feel like it has to be done their way. And that's the only way they are going to try to make this work. No other way. Okay, It's either their way or the highway, as they say. So going back, I think the moment your partner says, yes, okay, so let's go. Who do you want to meet? Okay, so let's go. Let's try. That's a very positive sign. Okay. I don't want you to get your hopes up so high to the point where you know this is definitely going to work. You know, every counseling session is subjective in terms of what the angle is going to be like, the approach because of what you are going to share first. The end outcome of every session is also something that may vary from session to session or again, dependent on what you choose to share with the counsellor. So go in with an open mind. That's my advice. Go in with an open mind and open heart and just answer the questions that you are being asked and hopefully both of you are able to cooperate. It's important to cooperate. Both of you share. I've had sessions where when, for example, the wife starts talking and then she shares a lot, okay? She shares a lot. And then there are times when I notice uh, from the peripheral view, the husband is like, um, he's shaking his head in disagreement or his his eyes are rolling with some of the things that she's saying. Um, those are not good signs. And, you know, what I would do is, I mean, I would interject and just, okay, it seems like you disagreed. Is there anything you want to say? Is there anything you respond? And for me, any anytime the guy actually says something in response, even if it's a bit harsh or unreasonable, it's, it's better compared to when he says, no, it's okay. I don't, I don't have anything to say. Because when he says that, it's a sign that, to me, it's almost like he's done. He's not interested. Because he feels like this is a battle that he cannot win. Okay, This is something that it's never going to work out because she will always have an opinion and she will always share something based on her perspective and view and he doesn't get to um, share his opinion and his view. Or his view is pointless because he feels that she overpowers him in that sense. Okay, so the energy and the tension of the room is something that I also read and pick up quite a bit. Um, sometimes they come and both are very quiet, very reserved, hesitant to open up. And and sometimes it's not that they're um, not willing to share, but they're just very mindful of their partner's reactions uh, and, and how they would react after the session is over. They, like they fear, what if I say something that may trigger his anger and then later on he will react. Later, after the session, she will bring this up and use it against me. What if? So that's that's something that, you know, sometimes we need, what's the word? We need to disarm everyone and we need, we need to ensure that this is a safe place, a safe session. And we are here for a very objective reason. And we are here to try to see how we can make things work, okay? how we can save this marriage. 
both of you are here. Do you want to save this marriage? Do you want to make things work? Yes or no? Okay. I remembered one particular session where the girl was the one who called my staff and said, uh, we want to meet with Stasmizi, my husband and I. And uh, when they finally came and they sat in front of me, I could tell that the husband was very cold. Okay. Almost like he was reluctantly present. Okay. But later on, true enough, uh, my assumptions were quite accurate. As we were talking and as she was sharing and I was out ask, asking questions after question, and he was also very cooperative and, you know, giving some answers. There was a point, you know, probably 40 minutes in or something, I, I asked. So I asked the lady, you know, do you still love him? And, it's, and she said, Yes. And then when I asked him, do you still love her? And he said, no. And it's a very intense moment where suddenly there's like complete silence in the room. Okay. But it's still tensed, you know. You, you don't always need shouting and screaming. Sometimes complete silence can just be extremely, extremely hard. Uh, for me even, uh, it was a bit, tough for the woman to hear this because she thought that okay he's willing to come so maybe this is a good sign and then he says i don't love her anymore but you know i've heard worse worse as in for the girl right i i mean in another session i remember the guy said actually Ustas, i actually regret being in this marriage i i shouldn't have i shouldn't have committed and and this was coming from a guy who was not mad at the wife he even said, if I recall correctly, he even said that it's not her fault, but I just regret because I don't think this was right for me from the very beginning, but I just went on with it. So it's my fault, he said, but I regret marrying her. I regret being in this marriage and I don't love her anymore. And that's painful. You know, if you've gone through five years in a marriage like that and hearing your husband say that I regret being with you, man, that's a lot to take in. Um, and obviously, someone after hearing that, you you need to be consoled, right? You need you need to cry it out. You need to talk to somebody. Um, and but one perhaps positive takeaway from a very harsh statement like that, um, harsh reality, is that you get a sense and a dose of reality. Uh, that would actually help you to make a decision quickly. And that is, do I want to stay in a marriage like this or not? Should I continue to hope that things may work or not? You know, this is really a very, very good opportunity for you to actually make a decision that would change the course of your life for the better from here on. Okay? So... Yeah, so it's it's really it's not fun, you know, sitting in these sessions because you get to hear some things that are like that that are very painful to hear, uh makes you feel uncomfortable, but sometimes you feel sorry and then almost very very quickly you feel good for the person because then they know what to do next. Okay, they don't have to wonder anymore. Uh they can, you know, actually find the motivation and the courage to decide today. 
Another thing that I notice, guys, is um, when the couples come in, uh, I would notice also the tiredness in their eyes. And the tiredness could mean that they have been abused uh, mentally, emotionally, verbally. So they're just so exhausted. They can't deal with it anymore. They've been dealing with a narcissistic partner and um, they've been taking it all in on their own. So you see in, through your eyes that they're just so exhausted emotionally and mentally drained and you can even tell when they start to open up and they start sharing um, they sound so fragile they look so timid their body language uh, but again this is what i mean by the despair that i hear in their voices and the tightness that i see in their eyes they are there because this is like a last ditch effort to try to save the marriage like this is the end and all. If if it if it's not going to work here, if I don't see anything positive from your partner here, this is the end. Okay, so now let's talk about something that's a bit more positive. When I look at certain couples that I've attended to, some of the early positive signs that I see is that, and I look out for actually, would be some humility. Meaning they are there and they are willing to hear and listen. And they are very helpful during the session. They respond. They give honest answers. Okay? It shows a lot of humility that they are there trying to be a better person. And if that leads to them being able to save the marriage, then Alhamdulillah. Right? So some of them, they come in like that. That's very good. And another thing that I look out for also is a sense of self-awareness, uh, meaning that they are not in denial. When their partner is sharing something about them, they would sometimes not overreact or they would at least say something like, that's true, Stas. I do struggle with that. It's a very good sign. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they have to agree with everything or they might say something like, yes, but it's not that bad. I do know that I have anger issues, but it's not as bad as how she's describing it. So they could say something like that and it's still a positive sign because at least they are not in denial that they have a problem. People who do not deny that they have a problem are easier to help. Okay? So, uh, before you go for counselling, hopefully you have done some self-assessment and self-reflection and you are able to identify some of your own weaknesses that may have contributed to the problems in your marriage. And the last thing I look look out for is the desire and the willingness to make it work. Meaning, when they ask questions, among the things they might ask is, Ustaz, what do you think we can do to forgive each other? How do you think we can strengthen our marriage? You know, how does religion have a, and spirituality have a part to play in strengthening um, the core of our relationship? You know, when, when they ask things like that, Again, that's a very, very good sign. So they're asking for practical things they can do immediately. So they have the humility, they have the self-awareness, and now they want to know what we can do. Those are amazing qualities, and the chances of this marriage actually uh, getting saved is high. So <sighs> marriage counseling is not easy. But what I want to tell everybody who is considering it, is you've got nothing to lose by going. You have everything 
to gain, in fact. And you gain by either figuring out what you can do, what you need to do to save your relationship, or you gain by knowing for sure that this person is not interested to make things work. And therefore, it gives you the clarity to decide. Okay? So either way, you win. Don't look at it as, oh man, I can't save this marriage. This was such a waste of time. Uh, I shouldn't have gone, and so on and so forth. But sometimes it actually has um, high potential to actually help save your marriage. Okay? So be open to it. Keep an open mind, an open heart, like I said. Communicate with your partner. Let them know, okay, do you want to save this marriage? Yes. Okay. So one of the conditions is, I want us to go for counseling. Are you agreeable? Uh, I'm not agreeable. And then you negotiate. Okay, why are you not agreeable? Because I don't feel comfortable talking to someone. But we're going to meet someone who's who doesn't even know us. Someone neutral. right? If they say, I don't want to meet someone... You know, some people, because, you know, we're a small community, they say, I want to meet a um, someone of a different race, okay, or someone who is not Muslim, for example, uh, that kind of a counsellor. If they want that, go ahead. To me, it's still a very, very good sign that they want to meet someone. You need to remove whatever obstacles that they are putting in front of you. They say, oh, I don't want to go because of this. I don't want to go because of this, because I'm scared of that. Um, you can share, you know, maybe you have some friends who had good experiences going for counselling. You can share those experiences with your partner so that they um, do not then um, seem so reluctant to the idea of getting help. Okay? So, lastly, I want to say, before you go for counselling, have a clear idea of at least roughly what do you want? What do you want to achieve by the end of it? Okay? Do you want to be able to fix it immediately? Do you want to have a bit more clarity? Do you want to know where to go next? Do you want to know whether you need a few more sessions? Like just, just have that in mind, okay? Keep it at the back of your mind and then you may proceed. Bismillah. All right, so um, that's all for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope it enlightens you a little bit and hopefully for those who are and have been considering, hopefully today you can pick up the phone or drop an email and ask about booking a session soon. Alright, thank you so much. Take care. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>